welcome to Human Impact Stories, hosted by Eileen Sweeney and Amy McGuire, two business leaders with background in corporate social responsibility and community outreach. More than human interest, these stories have human impact. And now, Human Impact Stories. Hi, this is Eileen. We started this podcast because Amy and I actually had a level of frustration. We know great things are happening to make our community stronger, but those stories don't always get told, or they are undertold. So, each episode will highlight a person or an organization doing great things and having impact on the community in innovative and sustained ways. You'll hear from grassroots leaders, social responsibility experts, athletes, artists, and educators who will share their stories. And we believe everyone has a story. So thank you for joining us. And now on to today's episode. Today's guest, Jane Bunker, is an artist, volunteer, trained psychologist, and a passionate citizen who uses her talents to help youth in her community. Amy and I had a great conversation with Jane where she talks about her partnership with the Dr. Carter G. Woodson African American Museum in St. Petersburg, Florida. And for those of you who might not know, this museum honors Dr. Woodson, an African American writer and historian known as the father of black history. Through this partnership, Jane is taking community impact to a whole new level. So let's pick it up where we asked Jane to tell us about herself and reflect on the word vision in the context of her work. Okay, well, I'm thinking about words that you suggested, and the first one was vision. Um, I used to be a psychologist. I don't know as you know that. Um, And when I was working in California in a private practice, I also did a lot of volunteer work in East Palo Alto, which was a um, somewhat depressed community primarily African-American and Hispanic. And I volunteered to do support groups for women who were in crisis. And they were pretty much, I think everybody in the group was African-American. And it was probably the highlight of my career as a psychologist. And I knew when we moved, after I'd retired and moved to St. Petersburg, actually Gulfport, that I wanted to be in service and I wanted to work with the African-American community. Um, We came with very good friends, uh, John Arterton and James Mack, who started the One City Chorus about three three years ago as well. And all of us, my husband, Mason and I, and John and James went to the Carter Woodson Museum to meet Terry because John and James wanted to have the chorus rehearse. They wanted a diverse chorus and they wanted it to rehearse at at the museum. And I just fell in love with Terry. And I thought, well, you know, if I uh, develop a relationship with Terry, that could help me figure out a way that I can be in service in the community here because I was new and we had just arrived. And we had a a few sort of fits and starts. By this point, I'd retired as a psychologist. I was a full-time painter. And I had had a one-woman show at a museum a few years ago and been in a number of galleries. But that really wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. I just basically wanted to be in service. 
And I thought maybe my husband, who's also an artist, that we would uh, offer art classes for, for youth or do something with youth. And then this idea just popped into my head that um, I wanted to paint and I hadn't been painting for a while and I really wanted to paint, but I wanted somehow to turn that into a way of being in service. So in terms of vision, my vision was that, well, my vision, I just, I care deeply about equality and justice and people who haven't been as fortunate as I, and as a psychologist, that was a big part of my motivation there. And so I asked Terry what she thought about whether this could work, whether um, we could set up a scholarship program through the museum and I would uh, paint as many paintings as I could. This was three years ago, uh, in two years. And um, we would see if we could sell them. And I wasn't known as an artist in Florida. So, I mean, I've, I've had some success as a painter. So I thought maybe we could do this. And last year was our first uh, auction. And we actually, I, I had sort of thought, well, maybe we can make about $20,000 if we're lucky. So we made $43,000 and um, I was so excited. And, and there is a woman, um, Marielle Summers, who is an intern at the museum. And she did a lot of the reaching out to schools in the, um, in, in, uh, the St. Petersburg area to encourage people to apply for this first year of the Woodson Warrior Scholars scholarships. And, um, we had 17 applications and we just fell in love with them all and wanted to give them all some support. So we ended up giving nine scholarships that were about, oh, somewhere between 5,000 and 3,000 um, in that range. And then we gave eight books and supplies um, of $250. And so then I thought, I met all the scholars and fell in love with them and um, I thought, okay, we gotta, we gotta ramp this up. And so I just started painting like crazy. And um, this time I was only gonna have one year. I had two years to paint the 20 paintings for the previous uh, auction. So I, I painted uh, 19 paintings before the pandemic hit. And in, in the meantime, um, our team had grown uh, we had five people on the team helping us, and uh, the project also became somewhat of a family project with my husband, my son, and our granddaughter involved in various different ways. And um, we had uh, Jason Alpert signed up to do a live auction, and we uh, had a donor who supported us to... Um, uh, do a lot of marketing things. So we were going to have the paint, paintings, we're gonna hang in the Mahaffey and, and in the Mahaffey and Freefall Theater and American Stage, there were gonna be ads, there were ads in all their magazines, their brochures. And then of course the pandemic hit. So nobody was going to the theater and the paintings were all hanging in the Mahaffey and nobody was going there. The auction was canceled. And uh, yeah, that was hard at first. <laughs> I'm a wonderful woman named Catherine Snow Smith, who's got a lot of PR expertise. She said, look, 
I, I want to help you guys. And she got us set up with TV ads, I mean, TV um, interviews and uh, newspaper interviews. And one of those was uh, done by a woman named Waveney Moore, I believe her last name is, at the Tampa Bay Times. And a uh, couple saw that interview and that's the um, Milky Found, the local Milky Foundation. It's a family foundation. And they were uh, thinking they might want to set up some sort of scholarship program themselves. And when they saw this, they thought, well, we'll just, we'll just help these people out. This sounds really great. So they just donated $50,000 a year to us for the next 10 years. Oh, my goodness, Jean. Unbelievable. Um, when you hear a story like this and you see the arc is actually pretty short for, for what you've accomplished. Um, that's uh, really incredible. And a lot of times from our experience, we've seen when someone is starting a new program like this, that uh, there are challenges. But when you think of the challenge that you had, which was a global challenge, it's really, it's really amazing what you've been able to accomplish. And that bringing in of uh, the virtual um, into something like this, you see, has a has a great payoff. Um, I have to also say, I'm on the board of Free Fall Theater, oh, and yeah. love them, and um, oh. it just you know anything to support them. And and theaters in general have had a very difficult time, um, but Free Fall has been doing some wonderful work, and um, that's so great that we have that connection there. Um, it's, it's also so, amazing, and I'm sorry, Eileen, but you just mentioned this, that whole connection and what you've been able to do. It, it, I hate to use the word, it, it takes a village, but look at all the people that saw what you were doing and then said, I want to be a part of this success. I want to be something. And certainly you didn't anticipate all that could happen. How do you feel about that? Well, that's my vision. My vision is that I become less and less a part of this and it grows and becomes bigger and bigger that next year we want to invite other artists to participate in the auction. It will be a virtual auction if we still can't be together. It's March 14th in 2021. But um, that's that's one thing that we're hoping for. And um, uh, this year, while four paintings of the 19 that I completed did sell, much of the money that we raised besides the $50,000 this year was because of the timing. You know, the timing, you know, breaks my heart for everybody that's suffering, but it meant that there were so many people who wanted to do something to help in some way with the um, African-American community and Black Lives Matter. So we had, uh, we raised another $43,000 apart from the 50. So we, we just gave, over the last two years, we've been able to give $80,000 um, for scholarships. And it's been, it's been like a miracle, but I kind of feel like, as you say, it takes a village and the timing has been right. And it's all totally based in love and service. And so, you know, it just works. And so, when you have Terry Lipsy Scott on your side, <laughs> anything is possible. She is a, she's a complete uh, mover shaker, m makes anything happen. So uh, a couple of questions then. Um, what, uh, two questions. Where can people see your work? Uh, is there a place that we can direct them to? 
Well, one live painting is uh, at American Stage downstairs in that lobby. There's one painting there. Um, but to see all the paintings and you can see pictures of the scholars, we, we just uh, gave, we had a celebration last Sunday, let's see, a week ago Sunday, and gave 11 scholars applied this, again this year of the same, because we didn't get new scholars because of the um, pandemic. And instead what we decided to do was give the scholars who applied from last year help with their sophomore year. And that happened last Sunday and um, Mason took pictures of all the scholars, my husband, and they're all posted on the website along with all my paintings. And that's bunkerscholarshipauction.com. So it's my last name, bunkerscholarshipauction.com. And you can see all the paintings that are still available. The paintings that have already sold are pretty much not on, on there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few that from this year that have sold that are still there. But, That's um, so great. So um, when when we started this, we we gave you the word vision, and it sounds like we gave you a really good word yeah. because this whole program is part of your vision. Uh, do you have a favorite word? Well, it's a little corny, but love and love and service are my two favorite words. Um, that's I feel like that's why this has been successful. Um, I, three years ago, when I started this project, uh, there was a lot of turmoil. I mean, of course, it's gotten worse in the world, but it was pretty bad three years ago. And I was also having some physical problems. And I thought, you know, I just need to be doing something that is in service, that takes my attention off of myself and makes me feel abundant and full of love. And so every time I would walk in my studio, that's how I would feel. And I think that's why, to a great extent, why it all worked. Um, there's a huge amount of love in each one of these paintings. And I think about these young people and how amazing they are. And that's really what inspires me. So. Well, and it's never been more timely. I think it's always a need and being able to help a, a youth achieve. But you've taken an amazing skill. And also, I have to ask, you hear so much about minding your mind and that therapy that comes with art you've taken that from your days as a psychiatrist psychologist into this is just amazing and and I hope you know you're really saving lives because I mean my dad always said give somebody hope and you're really doing that you are giving them something that will allow them to pursue their dreams just as you have well, thank you. Um, these scholars have written about what it means to be a Woodson warrior. And that's uh, some of what they wrote is on the website with their pictures. And I think um, the fact that we have this family foundation that the whole Carter Woodson Museum and all the staff there, and that my husband and I and our family, that we're all behind them. And they've all written about what that means, as well as they support each other. So they feel like, you know, the first year of college is a tough year for anybody, no matter what their circumstances are. And I, all of them have said how important it is to know that they have all this support behind them. And that just warms my heart <laughs> so much. Why, I love the name, the Woodson Warrior. Did that come to you in a moment when you were painting or what made you think of that name? It's so powerful. Well, Actually, that was Terry's idea. Um, I originally did start a scholarship uh, foundation 
way before this uh, for Terry's mother. She was very close to her mother and her mother died. And um, we donated some money in her honor to start a scholarship. But Terry said nobody knew her mother. And when we, when, and we didn't do anything after that about it. We'd, that was sort of gonna be up to the museum as to what they wanted to do. But then when we started this project, she said um, she wanted to name it after Dr. Carter Woodson. And um, warriors, uh, I think of at, more from a spiritual perspective that they, uh, they don't give up and they are, you know, um, overcoming obstacles. And that's what I see each of these young people. Many of them are the first in their family to have ever gone to college. And um, it's really great. And um, I have to tell you, when I, I taught at Carter G. Woodson Junior High School. Oh, you did? In uh, New Orleans many, many years ago. So I, I do know who Carter Woodson is. Um, we are so grateful for your time here today. And thank you. And not only did you talk about vision and service and love, but you gave us so many other wonderful words and concepts for us to think about. So thank you so much, Jane, and um, keep on painting. It's, it's inspiration for all of us. Your work is beautiful. Your work is just amazing. And I think you're going to have a lot more people who are listening today who go on. Would you give us the website one more time where people can see your art? It's bunkerscholarshipauction.com. And I just want to add one thing. A lot of people ask why lilies? Because all the paintings for the auction are lilies. And it's my bouquet of flowers to the African-American community. So That is beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you once again. Well, thank Thank you you. both for the work that you're doing. I think it's fabulous and it will reach a lot of people and inspire people. I hope this does as well because everybody has a gift to give. Exactly. Exactly. I do have to ask, um, I I was doing some research on lilies because pansies are kind of the, to me. And and so my mother who passed, my mother-in-law who passed away was a very, very close to me and she loved lilies. And we always gave her lilies. And um, was there a reason why you pick lilies? Because there's a lot of symbolism to the lily. Biblical. Yes. I think they're very spiritual. And um, so that was, that was one thing. Um, I used to paint a lot of triptychs and I do, and some of these are triptychs, which also are very religious and not religious as much as spiritual. And there's a lot of connection with the Madonna and lilies. And then just as far as the visual elements, I think they're very sensuous. And I, I, you know, it's almost like a woman's body. I love all the curves and twists and turns and I feel like I could paint lilies forever, so. Well, they're beautiful. Thank you. It is a pleasure to meet you. I. We appreciate everything that you're doing. We'll be well, back I in touch. Day I meet you in person. Me too. We can't wait. <laughs> Thank you again. Invited to the auction next year. March you better believe it. Well, that's a good point. Let us know before that. And then, because um, it'll be in the spring next year? March, March 14th. Okay. Right. Well, well, we'll have you back. We'll have you back to talk about and maybe do a little preview via uh, via the podcast of things people could expect, but also a good reminder of the kind of impact that you're having. So um, keep in touch. Thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Be Bye-bye. safe. Bye-bye. Human Impact Stories is produced by Jody Locke with technical support and editing provided by Kevin Tice.